Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Chris. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 239. It has pleased the Lord to teach me a truth, the benefit of which I have not lost for more than 14 years. The point is this. I saw more clearly than ever that the first grade and primary business to which I ought to attend every day was to have my soul happy in the Lord. The first thing to be concerned about was not how much I might serve the Lord or how I might glorify the Lord, but how I might get my soul into a happy state and how my inner man might be nourished. For I might seek to set the truth before the unconverted. I might seek to benefit believers. I might seek to relieve distresses. I might, in other ways, seek to behave myself as it becomes a child of God in this world, and yet not be happy in the Lord and not being nourished and strengthened in my inner man day by day. All this might not be attended to in the right spirit. Before this time, my practice has been, at least for 10 years previously, as a habitual thing, to give myself to prayer after having dressed myself in the morning. Now I saw that the most important thing I had to do was to give myself to reading of the words of God and to meditate on it, that thus my heart might be converted, encouraged, warned, reproved, instructed, and that thus, by means of the Word of God, whilst meditating on it, my heart be brought into an experimental communion with the Lord." I began, therefore, to meditate on the New Testament from the beginning early in the morning. The first thing I did after having asked in a few words of the Lord's blessings upon His precious Word as to begin to meditate on the Word of God, searching it, as it were, to every verse to get a blessing out of it, not for the sake of public ministry of the Word, not for the sake of preaching on what I meditated upon, but for the sake of obtaining food for my own soul. Now here's the result. The result that I have found to be almost invariably is this, that after a very few minutes my soul has been led to confession or to thanksgiving or to intercession or to supplication, so that though I did not, as it were, give myself to prayer but to meditation, yet it turned almost immediately more or less into prayer. When thus I have been for a while making confession or intercession or supplication, or have given thanks, I go on to the next words or verse, turning all as I go into prayer for myself or others, as the word may lead to it, but still continually keeping before me that food for my soul as the object of my meditation. The result of this is that there is always a good deal of confession, thanksgiving, supplication, or intercession mingled with my meditation, and that my inner man almost invariably is even sensibly nourished and strengthened, and that by breakfast time, with rare exceptions, I am in a peaceful state, if not in a happy state of heart. Thus also the Lord is pleased to communicate it unto me, that which either very soon after or later I have found to become food for other believers, 
Though it was not for the sake of public ministry of the word that I gave myself to meditation, but for the profit of my own inner man. With this mode, I have likewise combined to begin out in the open air for an hour, an hour and a half, or two hours before breakfast, walking in the fields and in the summertime sitting for a little, especially if I find it too much to walk all the time. I find it very beneficial to my health to walk thus for meditation before breakfast, and am now so in the habit of using the time for that purpose that when I get into the open air, I generally take out a New Testament of good size and good-sized type, which I carry with me for that purpose besides the Bible, and I find that I can profitably spend my time in the open air, which formerly was not the case for want of habit. I used to consider the time spent in walking was just a loss, but now I find it very profitable, not only to my body, but also to my soul. The walking out before breakfast is, of course, not necessarily connected with this matter, and everyone has to judge according to his strength and other circumstances. The difference, then, between my former practice and my present one is this. Formerly, when I rose, I began to pray as soon as possible, and generally spent all of my time till breakfast in prayer, or almost all of that time. At all events, I almost invariably began with prayer, except when I felt my soul to be more than usually barren, in which case I read the Word of God for food, or for refreshment, or for revival or renewal in the inner man before I gave myself to prayer. But what was the result? I often spent a quarter of an hour, or half an hour, or even an hour on my knees before being conscious to myself of having derived comfort, encouragement, humbling of soul, etc., and often after having suffered much from wandering of the mind for the first ten minutes to a quarter of an hour or even half an hour, I only then began to really pray. I scarcely even suffer now in this way, for my heart being nourished by the truth, being brought into experimental fellowship with God, I speak to my father and to my friend, vile though I may be and unworthy of it, about the things that he has brought before me in his precious word. It often now astonishes me that I did not sooner see this point. In no book did I ever read about it. No public ministry ever brought it before me. No private intercourse with a brother stirred me to this matter. And yet now, since God has taught me this point, it is as plain to me as anything that the first thing the child of God has to do morning by morning is to obtain food for his inner man. As the outward man is not fit for work of any length of time except we take food, and as this is one of the first things we do in the morning, so it should be with the inner man. We should take food for that, as everyone must allow. Now, what is the food for the inner man? Not prayer, but the Word of God. And here again, not the simple reading of the Word of God, so that it only passes through our minds, just as water runs through a pipe, but considering what we read, pondering over it, and applying it to our hearts. When we pray, we speak to God. Now, prayer, in order to be continued for any length of time in any other than a formal matter, requires, generally speaking, a measure of strength or godly desire. And the season, therefore, when this exercise of soul can be most effectively performed is after the inner man has been nourished by meditation on the Word of God, where we find our Father speaking to us to encourage us, to comfort us, to instruct us, to humble us, to reprove us. 
We may therefore profitably meditate with God's blessing, though we are ever weak spiritually. Nay, the weaker we are, the more we need meditation for the strengthening of the inner man. Thus there is far less to be feared from wandering of mind than if we give ourselves to prayer without having had time previously for meditation. I dwell so particularly on this point because of the immense spiritual profit and refreshment I am conscious of having derived from it myself, and I affectionately and solemnly beseech all of my fellow believers to ponder this matter. By the blessing of God, I ascribe to this mode the help and strength which I have had from God to pass in peace through deeper trials in various ways than I ever had before. And after having now for about 14 years tried this way, I can most fully in the fear of God commend it. In addition to this, I generally read, after family prayer, larger portions of the Word of God. When I still pursue my practice of reading regularly onward in the Scriptures, sometimes in the New Testament, sometimes in the Old, and for more than 26 years I have proved the blessedness of it. I take also, either then or at all parts of the day, time more especially for prayer. How different when the soul is refreshed and made happy early in the morning from what it is without spiritual preparation, the service, the trials, and the temptations of the day come upon me. This is from the autobiography of George Mueller, page 152, that was written on May 9th, 1841. What Mueller was saying is what I have been trying to say to you over the last couple of weeks. When we get into the Word of God, prayer comes naturally. And when we get in the habit of reading the scriptures and of doing those routines and rituals that lead us to godliness, it will lead us to prayer, to talking with God. But not just talking with God, listening to God, communicating with God, allowing Him to bring before our hearts sins that have separated us from fellowship with Him. And when we do not sense His presence, there is no power to overcome temptation. There is no power to overcome trials and be grateful to God in every circumstance of our life. So I beseech you, brethren, let's begin each day in the Word of God, and then we can walk on the way with more confidence. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.